The show will start soon, but first, a word from our new sponsor. I hope you like them. Are you in need of a brand new car? Well, Goodwill's car dealership got you. We are the number four best rated car dealership on Third Street in downtown LA, and we got your back. You don't need a down payment, and we approve everyone. No credit? No problem. No job? What for? No license? It's California. Suspend the license? <laughs> we like to party too. Are you blind? We got cars with touchscreens. Are you missing a foot? Ah, take Tony's. He doesn't need to. Are you a dog? It's okay. It's a free country. We got Nissans, Hondas, Jaguars, Zebras, Trojans, horse and carriage, BMWs, VWs, ABCs, 213s. We got German cars, Japanese cars, Mexican nannies, Guatemalan elves, and my mom in the back. So don't be shy and come on by and have a test drive. We got cars with four wheels, three wheels, two wheels, and bagels. If my four-year-old son has a car and drives, so can you. So come on down to Goodwill's car dealership in downtown LA. We are located between Third Street and the back dumpster of the Yard House, where LeBron James threw his quesadilla after Taco Tuesday. And as for me, Jose de la Roca. Goodwill's car dealership in downtown LA. We got your back. Dad without a dad production. Hey everybody, and welcome to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. My name is Jose, Jose de la Roca, and you can follow me at Dad Without a Dad, at Dad Without a Dad. And with me is always the wonderful, the majestic, the guy who doesn't like cats but owns a cat and has 11 fingers. <laughs> Andy, all the way from Portsmouth, England. Did I do yeah. it right? Some. Yeah, ish, good enough. Portsmouth, but yeah, that's good enough. I, uh, I we're, we're on camera this time, right? That, that's different for us. Got to be more active. Well, more. the thing is that I did, I decided to be productive since I'm not into social media anymore. Yeah. And uh, I was, I thought our segment of your jokes, which is Andy's jokes, and you could be part of Andy's jokes, you could send us an email, hello at josedelaroca.com. And I decided to post it on, on YouTube. And it had a quite good reaction, right? I, I mean, yeah. I, let me just say that my son loves it. He's, <laughs> he, I don't think he, I, I mean, I knew about the peanut butter song for a long time. But I don't think he knew about it. And for some reason, I just decided to, like, you know, show him the video. Because he was, uh, we were cutting his nails. So the only time... He kind of watches TV as when we're cutting his nails so he could be like calm and he doesn't move. Yeah. So we, I decided to put the video, but it backfired because as soon as I played the song. Oh, yes, honey. He started going nuts. Like literally he got up. He started shaking his head and he has a thing now, which is super cute for him. But yeah. if he was a girl, I'll be putting a stop right now. And it's not like twerking or something. Is yeah. It? So so <laughs> you know how I told you that farts are very special here in the De La Roca household. Um. <laughs> so basically, I taught him how to like jump up on his legs and fart and point. And, <laughs> and then uh, for some reason, he started you know sticking out his butt and farting on people. Uh, I didn't tell him that, but it was funny. So he's, uh, his way of dancing goes to the side. He goes to the uh, other side, goes to the right, goes to the left. And then he sticks up his butt and kind of shakes it, kind of twerking. But I don't think he knows that he's doing that. He's just thinking yeah. that since I stick up my butt and fart on people, this is going to be a good move. So that's his move now. But I'm being sexist. And because I guess that's the way we live now. And uh, I was thinking, man, if it was a girl, I'd be like, nah, you're not doing that shit. 
you will uh, still get people commenting on it. I, I reckon. I reckon. But it's like you know, it's 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 so weird what kids pick up, especially the dancing thing. Like my son, because he's like not even two yet. He like he kind of doesn't dance like he's in control of his limbs. It's more like everything just shakes kind of independently all the time, um, and it's great. But then he started getting into this weird thing that way. He'll just like chuck his hands everywhere all the time. So uh, it's a bit weird because like if you're in his line of fire, like you're definitely going to get hit. And yeah, that, that's a bad thing. So we're trying to stop him doing it. So yeah, so we are on YouTube, hopefully, if I edit it and nothing goes wrong. So we're going to be in yep. YouTube, our first podcast, because I was a genius today because I've been productive today. I'm actually doing a little video, some goofy shit that I'm actually producing. And then <laughs> I decided to... So what I did is, like, this is a tip for anybody that wants to do this. So since you are in England, uh, we mm -hmm. do Skype. And then I couldn't figure how to do a video about this podcast because Skype doesn't let me to double screen or anything. And I didn't know. And I don't have money. So I, didn't, I couldn't buy, like, two different cameras and things like that. But it just dawned on me where, since I have a Mac, I open Photo Booth. Then I start recording on Photo Booth. Then I have you on Skype. And then yep. I... Take out, uh, I take out QuickTime and I start recording the screen on QuickTime. And that's how the people on YouTube are able to see our pretty faces today. <laughs> so, hello, YouTube. It's excellent work, my friend. Excellent work. It makes me realize that I should uh, shave and clean myself before doing a podcast. But I'm going to do that for the future. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. Brand new world. It's great. So, so did anybody said anything about the little promo I did or the like, did you guess it's going, it's about 60 views already. And I haven't done my, <laughs> I have a secret to tell you about uh, how I promote myself. So I work at a radio station where there's a lot of studios and there's, we do a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pieces there. So let's just say that there's about 15 computers. So whenever I work at night, I log on to every single computer and play my videos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so what I was going to say is like, I haven't done that on the video that we did, the peanut butter one, nice. uh, which nice. is Andy's jokes. And then we, I thought it was a really good segment and to promote it and to get more listeners. And it worked because it has like almost 60 plays at the moment and I haven't done my magic uh, yet. So that means that yeah, it worked. So anybody said anything? uh just people complimenting on the song uh i had a couple of weird comments from uh a few friends that basically said why are you obsessed with peanut butter now what's the deal if you just discovered peanut butter like people are not necessarily watching the video but like just going seeing it pop up in their feed and like oh okay and he's doing that oh interesting hmm wonder what's happened to him <laughs> better get in an in-depth conversation with him about peanut butter the next time i see him i won't watch the video no, no, no. I'll, I'll bring it up the next time. Um, but yeah, I, again, nice comments about the podcast recently, though. Uh, I had a, a meeting with a with a firm based in Portsmouth uh, and a friend of mine who works there. Uh, it completely randomly just mentioned that uh, that she listens to the podcast. Uh, it's Jane. Hey, Jane, uh, if you're listening. Um, and she was talking about, you know, uh, a little bit. Oh, yeah, I forgot we're on camera. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of... Um, essentially why she was attracted to the podcast in the first place because i think the name that we've got is a really evocative name right like it's dad without a dad podcast it's a great name uh and i think that we how many episodes are we on now jose like we're not far off our 50th right 48 yeah so i was thinking to kind of take it back a little bit just for just to kind of you know just for almost posterity if there's any new listeners to the show kind of like why we decided to start this podcast, um, why dad without a dad thing is important to us. Like obviously for, uh, for me, I lost my dad when I was quite young. And I think for you, Jose, your dad just wasn't around, right? Yeah. So my dad was, um, so what I hear, he was, a uh, an alcoholic and, um, he was one of those, like, go get him out of the, um, the bar alcoholic or go get him out of the streets alcoholic, mm -hmm. uh, that I know. Uh, he was not a bad alcoholic, meaning he, that I know, he never abused or hit my mom, uh, but they separated at four. And I I was recently thinking about that. I have a couple memories of my dad. Uh, it's not like completely he disappeared and I never saw him. But uh, 
I have a couple of memories more of my grandmother. So whenever, uh, if I ever went to visit him, I would be mostly with my grandma, um, his his mom. And that was the funny thing that one time I realized, I was like, why am I always with her and not with him? And even yeah. when I would go and sleep over at his house, which I want to say was like in 16 years, like five times, um, I would never stay with him. You know what I mean? Like It was always like I would stay with her in yeah. her room and nothing. Not that it's a bad thing, but I'm like, you know, my son will stay with me all the time. I don't know. I make it yeah. too much into it. But um, the most, the only good memories I have is that he used to buy fireworks and we used to throw them and stuff like that. But the funny thing is, like, he kind of disappeared, the, you know, dissolved. Uh, he never reached out to me. He never said, hey, let's go play ball. Hey, by the way, uh, you have a penis and this is how you use it. Um, you know, there's going to be girls, uh, yeah. um, you know, and this is how you talk to them. By the way, if you ever get into a fight, uh, you should do this. So he was never, you know, the father that we all have or probably had until a certain point. So he was never there for me. That's what it comes down to. And yeah. when I say uh, I never had a dad, it's because literally I don't remember much and uh that's another thing about me and i always say that i whenever i get insurance i should get in <laughs> in touch with a psychologist or something because i don't remember much of my childhood either when i was like little i don't know if something happened to me or i don't know but anyways um there's no good memories of my dad uh the only one that i could think about is that one and he was very distant uh i remember one time he called me when i was already here or i called him because i was suffering oh i called him uh, I was suffering uh, really bad of anxiety and I just mm. needed to figure out if he was on his side. So I called him yeah. and he said, yeah, the anxiety runs on, on his side. And then um, I was struggling with uh, panic attacks and stuff like that. And I asked him, how come you never said uh, I love you? And instead of saying, uh, you know, sorry about that or yes, I love yeah. you. And then I remember I asked him, like, how come you never said to me I love you? And he said, uh, you, you know. You know that. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And then yeah. I also called him one time because I was, I also became an alcoholic, but I uh, survived and I've been sober for five years. I called him one time and I'm like, hey, I lost my computer. You know, my fault. And because I was drunk, I left that yeah. in the bus. Uh, I need $500 because I need a new computer. Can you help me out? This is the only time I asked him for help. And he literally said no. So after that, I became sober. I got a computer, blah, blah, blah. And then I literally wrote him a letter and said, I forgive you. There's nothing against you. I know you may have reasons. I know you may have problems. You probably have some problems or bigger mental issues than I do. And yeah. I understand that we all go through stuff. I went through stuff. I don't blame you for my alcoholism. I don't blame you for my life. Uh, everything that I do is because I do it, not because you. And But I also said, don't ever call me again or try to contact me. Uh, and that's when I decided to change my name too. Yeah. Because I, I, do you think it changes how you are as a parent, that kind of experience? Because it's something that... Uh, it's something that it, it was a question that was kind of put to me earlier in the week. And I kind of can't stop thinking about it, if I'm 100% honest. Like... Because obviously your scenario is different to mine in that my, my, my dad was kind of a good nurturing dad and he was taken from me too early, I would probably say, whereas obviously your scenario is different. But I always think that, um, you know, I've always got this kind of insatiable need to be a better parent if I can and like always kind of second guess myself or even like, um, for example, when my son's like, when he's teething or he's upset or he's moaning or he's complaining or whatever, I'm always like, shit, what did I do to do this? Or how can I help the situation? And that's a good thing to feel right. Like that, that's a really positive thing, but it can get a little bit tiring, a little bit draining. If you're like that all the time, is, is that kind of something that you have as well? Well, did you said, um, what did I do to the service? No, no. Like what did you, not necessarily what you did to deserve it, but uh, not really that at all. It was more like, 
has it changed your parental style? No, because like, you said like when my son was sick, you think about yeah. what what did I do to do this or something. Did no, you mean I it in a like, way like, like you yeah like no like how could I have improved the situation in ah, a different okay. way is what I mean like so causing a not necessarily a crisis of confidence but more of like a, a kind of an analytical way like my son is going through this something's up and then you have time to like reflect on it and reflect what you do and you're like oh shit maybe I shouldn't have done that I should have instead done this Ah, okay, okay. I, mean? I thought you meant like yeah. you did something in the past and now you're paying for it. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no I'm just saying because it kind of sounded like that, so we want to make sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Well, I absolutely think that it could go either or. You know how um, they said that you learn from home and then you, what is it that you um, learn by, by seeing? Or I forgot what yeah, it was. Yeah. And then you... Um, you know, most I was committing the same mistakes, right? I uh, I was becoming an alcoholic. I started drinking too much, and I almost became an alcoholic. But then that's when, whether my own self or I realized that I wanted to change, and I didn't want to be like my dad, or I didn't want to be like my mom, and I needed to make a change in my life to be a better person. So yeah. it could go either way, where if you didn't have a dad and you didn't have that backbone that that role model that you had you're supposed to have to be a man to be a dad it could go either way where like you just become him mm. and also not be there or you become better than him and in a way that since he wasn't there you're going to be like me always there <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, since uh <laughs> since you never you, since your dad never said I love you, you're always going to say I love you. And yeah. it may lose meaning, but who cares? I love you, yeah. son. Since your dad never kissed you, then you're always going to kiss your son, right? So it it could go either way. You could become him, the person that wasn't there, and or you could become a better person. Now with mm. you is different, right? Your dad was a good person, and then because he died when you were young, that's a different thing. And then that's for you to explain in a way that because my is different, right? So I have no backbone. He wasn't there. So I have a yep. different upbringing where you is like, I think my trauma is, is longer in a way that... Yeah. Because it's so into me, I never had that, and I keep not having it and stuff like that. Where your trauma was probably worse at the moment, right? And then yeah. you kind of grew out of it, and then you said, well, my dad was this, and then I'm going to become him, or whatever mm -hmm. he did. I don't know, if is that a good assessment? Like, where your trauma yeah, I, was probably I, super I, bad at the moment, what happened? And then, yeah. I mean, you probably still have a little bit, but mine is like continuously because I never had it. I always think about what's in me and then how should I improve? What do I need to do to be better? What do I need to do for not to be like him? So I think, I think even though the scenarios are different, I think the symptoms or let's say the consequences are kind of the same. So for example, what you just talked about, which was like, you know, how can I be better? Maybe I can do this. But obviously for me, I've, I've got some kind of frame of reference to kind of compare to. But obviously that frame of reference cuts short like pretty quick. Um, so I think, you know, for me, it happened when I was uh, basically when I was 11 um, and I had a good support network around me, like family, extended family and stuff like that. But it still creates, I would say, maybe a slightly different type of tension, which is like, holy shit. I don't want to die. Like I got a son now. I need to do everything I can to not fucking die. Um, and that's the, I mean, that that's a good thing in some ways. Right. But in other ways, it's kind of, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes it can, how do I put it? Like sometimes it can take the, the, the spontaneity out of things a little bit. Right. Or even the fun of things. Because you just see the danger everywhere with your son, like constantly all the time. Um, and like for me, like 
I, I would compare it to driving. Like I, before I was a father, I was a bit of a shit driver and took a few risks. Um, and since that's happened, like I don't like I'm safest to driving this, uh, Miss Daisy kind of style driver. And that's, that's great. Um, but yeah, I just, I, 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 the reason why I wanted to talk about it is I think that, like you said, it's having a, a loving parent being taken away from you. It causes a, a, a big shock of pain and a bit, a, obviously everyone would have some kind of PTSD associated with it. I think you have to grief kind of makes you do that. Um, and I think you're always trying to, I think for me, what it's done is it's basically made me overanalyze everything and like reflect on everything that I do constantly. Um, and, uh, yeah, like for the, at the moment, my, 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 my partner's out of the country, uh, for work, uh, and like looking after my son on my own, it's been really interesting because he, I, I, I don't have someone to kind of bounce ideas off of at the moment. It's literally just like, right, he is behaving this way. How do I solve that? What can I do? What's a positive thing to do in the scenario? So it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. And it has kind of made me think about that grief element kind of more, more because of, 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 of the, the, the person that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast who, who kind of brought this up. Um, but also just in a terms of like, what makes you become a dad? Um, and what makes a good dad? Like, I think we kind of know what makes a good dad. And I think even though both of our, our scenarios are different in terms of like your your dad wasn't around uh, and my dad wasn't around because he died, um, I think it kind of causes the same the same symptoms of that overanalysis that like I need you to know exactly what I feel about you all the time. Like I love you, son. Let's have a hug. Uh, you know, like kisses before bedtime. You know, night night. You know, all that stuff. Um, like, I think that makes you quite over-affectionate. But I think that's a good thing, right? Like, it's way better to be over-affectionate than not. Yeah, and I think we live in the um, in that generation that, you know, we have this generation where most of us either didn't have a dad or dad was the macho guy and never said, I love you. So now yeah. we are, like, the opposite. We're like, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you. <laughs> and I am like that. And yeah. like I told you before, I'm very hands-on with the people I love. But if somebody that I know tries to hug me, I'll be like, hey, what the fuck? Why are you touching me? What are you me? doing? Yeah. <laughs> and um, so with my niece, my nephew, uh, my girlfriend, my son, I get on top of them. Like, uh, I like kiss them. I hug them. I, you know, you know, tackle them and stuff like that. But to a stranger... Even if it's a girl, she would try to hug me and be like, why? <laughs> Are you okay? You don't yeah. need to do that, ma'am. <laughs> but, and uh, I mean, I don't want to make it into... Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is, like, we had talked about before where, like, when I became a dad, I was like, shit, I can't die anymore. Because yeah. I was in the, you know, when when you're young and... Uh, when you uh, actually I had already stopped drinking, but when you're young, you just like you said, you know, you're driving and you go like 105 and you're like, fuck it. If I die, who cares? Right. Um, yeah. So my joke was like, you know, I became a dad and you're like, fuck, I can't die anymore or at least for 18 years. <laughs> and yours was kind of like that. And also like, oh, OK, well, I need to go check up on the doctor a little bit more now. Right. And like, um <laughs> I don't want to yeah. make inside joke, but yeah, it's like yours. <laughs> yours had a double meaning. It's like whoa, uh, but you know what? The overthinking, I think, is something that I had already. I overthink everything, so I feel bad for my son because not only I'm going to be there 100 because I didn't have that person with me, I'm going mm. to be involved on his life way too much probably, and I'm a hypochondriac and I have anxiety, so that's why. I, one of the reasons I always tell my girlfriend that if she has another one, I'm out. Not that I'm going to do it, but to scare her because I can't go through this anymore. I think I am so much more pain than he is when he gets sick. So, like, I don't think I have, like, 
the blood pressure or like the brain just to go through that again. It's like, oh no, like even if, when they say that, you know, the first one is always like you're overprotective and then the second one you're like, ah, fuck it. No, I'm I'm going to be like stressing and the older I, I get, like I barely could get up if I'm like laying down with him because of my back problems. I'm like, no, I can't do this shit. I can no. And fortunately for me, it's like, like you had an older brother, but not in a way that he taught you how to be a dad, right? So and so, I- yeah, because basically the, the the age difference was quite acute, right? So you know, uh, my uh, I think it's eight years or it might be a little bit more than that god i can't even know can't do maths on, on a podcast while it's being recorded it's too hard um, you can't do math and, and you always forget everybody's birthdays and age oh dude of a nightmare um shout out to your brother yeah love you bro um yeah but i to be fair to my brother he's been he's been great he's he's kind of showed me the way um and you know he did the things that you talked about right which is like hey you've got a penis this is how you, you know, and hey, you shave. This is how you shave. Like he did do some of that. So it was good. It wasn't like I didn't have a, a, a father figure at all growing up. But it, 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 I definitely think it's different. Um, uh, yeah. It wasn't like a one-to-one correlation, I don't think. And obviously, you know, um, it's everyone within the family is grieving at that point as well. So, yeah. But so, yeah. And, and what I mean is like, you know, if you didn't have an older brother, like I had an older brother, right? I have an older brother and I believe he is my dad. And like you were yeah. saying before, it's not about the person who provided the semen and put it in your mom's and then boom, right? It's about who raises you and makes you who you are, right? I didn't have a dad growing up for 16 years. But when I came here, I had a brother who became the dad that I never had. And he yeah. taught me a couple things. And then, of course, he had his own life. He was going through stuff. He was a dad himself. And he learned from me, too, because I grew up very independent because my mom said, well, you're going to have to do everything yourself because that's the way it is right now. And you had to learn how to grow up when you're nine and you're going to have to cook clean and do everything when you're nine. And then... um. But my brother was different. He was raised by my grandma, and my grandma told him, I'm going to do everything for you, and you don't come to the kitchen because the kitchen is only for girls. And that was the way they used to be, right? So yeah. when I came and lived with them, it was like we had a good relationship because he was telling, he was showing me how to be a man, and I was showing him how to be independent. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But, for example, I always say that I respect my brother more than anybody in, in the world because he has been there for me. He is my dad, my brother, my my friend. Um, it was it was a funny thing to see when I was younger because my mom will say, clean up the dishes. I'll be like, I don't give a fuck. My brother will say, clean up the dishes. And I'll say, yes, sir. Immediately, I'll do it. Right? So it's two things. You know, you have, I guess you... Gr- you create a respect for somebody, right? Where you're like, yeah. oh shit, you know, I better do it. And I'm, to this day, if my brother tells me, hey, go move the car, I'll be like, yes. My mom will be like, can you give me a ride? I'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was one of the things that I was talking about the podcast um, a couple of uh, podcasts ago, the one that you still haven't listened that I just figured, um, is that, you know, like you have to understand who has been there for you and who hasn't and who had made you a better person and you had to understand that whoever made you a better person, whoever was there for you, you had to be there for them. And you don't need to have to have a responsibility for that, those people who are not there for you or haven't been there for you in a while or like actually create a bad influence in you or things like that, you know, because I was talking about how, you know, Latinos have this like whether your dad was there or not, you still had to respect them and you had to go see him even though he was never there for you. You know, it's like one of those yeah. things like, no, my dad is my brother and then I will do anything for him and his family until I die. And uh, another thing that you and I are probably going to have is that since we didn't have dads, we're going to do everything possible for our kids to be healthy, to have everything that we didn't have when we were younger and whenever they're old and they're happy and have everything. I said this before, I'm going to do 
everything that I have possible that I could do for my son. I I want I want him to have a better life than I did. I want him to have everything that I didn't have. I want him to be healthy. And when he grows up, he doesn't have to say thank you to me at all. Because you know what? Because I am a responsible parent and that's what you're supposed to do to your kids. Of course, they still got to say thank you to people because, you know, that's manners. But do you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like you as a responsible parent who actually didn't have a dad growing up and trying to be yeah. a better person, a better dad, a better father, and you're going to do everything possible for you to have your son to be, be raised good, healthy, and have everything that you didn't have. At the end of the day, if that happens and he becomes a good citizen, he doesn't need to say thank you to me. No. And he can pay it forward as well, right? That's what it's all about. So when he has kids, he'll know how to act. He'll know how to kind of to follow, uh, like the, the example that you set, which is perfect. But it does get a little bit, yeah, like I haven't reached, obviously, the age of my son yet where the the age when my dad passed away so you know i think that's going to be interesting i i think at that point it might change a few things for me but you think yeah. you're going to freak out when he gets older yeah maybe i don't know i don't i really don't know i really don't know i mean that that like because he's so young now like you're talking a decade right that's who knows what the hell the world's going to be in a decade like you know flying cars whatever like who knows um you think so you're going to go bald <laughs> Uh, me? No, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to catch up with you, Jose. I'm going to, I'm going to keep that going as long as possible. Um, but yeah, I, you know, just wanted to kind of say like talking about the grieving process, talking about things that have happened to you when you're young, talking about them to other people. There's loads of people that have had shared experiences out there. Um, like, you know, put yourself out there, do it. Uh, just because it can be really rewarding. Um, well, bringing it back to uh, your friend, um, yeah. I think you forgot to mention that, you know, she was talking about that she liked the podcast and the topic because... Oh, uh, because it was a kind of a, a, a unique uh, topic. Uh, it was something that people don't necessarily talk about that often. Uh, and it's something that binds people in a in a very strange way like when you have some trauma when you're young it changes you and i think it changes you in a way that subconsciously it can go either way like you talked about like it can make you you know alcoholic drug dependent whatever or it could put you down the other way where you're super uh vigilant super responsible and things like that so uh she just um basically said uh, you know thank you for talking about that stuff and thank you for creating a safe place and something that i can listen to uh for that which was great um so yeah uh kudos to us but also kudos to everyone that listens to this thing uh we appreciate it and you said that it was kind of personal to her too right yeah definitely definitely well what i'm going to try and do is i'm going to try and get her on the podcast at some point if i can and then hopefully she can tell uh her story to us um because i think it'd be really interesting um you know, uh, essentially she, uh, she would be a mum without a mum. So I think that's a really interesting kind of topic that we haven't touched upon at all, but I bet you there would be parallels between what we've experienced, um, being parents and, and, and what the, the, the female side of it as well. And you know what, uh, to leave it with this will be that the only reason I always tell people, Hey, you know, read, sing, to your sons make them you know say hi thank you it's not because i think it's a rule it's not because i think i'm better than you guys and this is how i'm doing it with my son it's just because believe it or not i am the proof that what happens to you in your childhood it will affect you for the rest of your life I'm not saying I'm not a doctor. We're not doctors. We're not here to give you medical advice. We're not here to no. give you <clears throat> mental advice. We're not here to. We're just sharing with you guys what we have gone through and what we think it happened. But I'm pretty sure that my anxiety, my always feeling like I'm not worth it, me thinking that I'm always doing the wrong thing, me thinking that if somebody posts something online they're coming after me had to do with 
my upbringings, you know. Uh, do yeah. I need mental health, you know, advice? I'm pretty sure I do. And I have said it before. Uh, you know, there were times where I had to be by myself at my house because there was nobody there. Uh, one thing that I learned and I still want to put it back to my son is that even though I was nine and boiling water to put it in a bucket so it could be warm with the cold water and I could shower, you know, cook uh, yeah. everything, my meals, get ready, get out of the house, lock the house, walk three blocks, take the bus, come home, cook my own lunch, eat it, do my homework, go outside. And all that done by myself when I was nine. I'm not saying that he's going to do that when he's nine, but I want him to be independent. Right now, my son is four. We already went from, you know, the high chair to normal chair. So mm. now, guess what? It's his responsibility that whenever he's done with his plate, his cup, he needs to put it in the sink. So he needs to be independent, right? I'm not saying that he needs to be independent the way I was when I was nine, that you need to boil water and put it in the bucket. Yeah. But he needs to be independent. So... That's how you evolve. You see the good things, you see the bad things. You have a thing. You actually know everything, in my case, of what not to do. So all I had to do is be the opposite, right? But there's a couple yeah. things that nobody tells you. Hey, there's going to be fevers at 2 in the morning. What do you do, right? Uh, and what I'm trying to say is, like, believe it or not, if you spend time with your kids, at least until they're 5, 6, Put a good foundation on them. Read to them. Sing. Make them be who they are. Let them be who they are. And it's a challenging thing. Managing all that while you had to work and when you had to deal with your partner. That's what I always say, guys. Parenting is, has to be the hardest thing you ever, ever do if you care about your sons. If you care about your daughters. Because it's hard. You're shaping somebody's life. The way that Andy is. It's because that's how he was brought up. And he still does things, whether they're good or bad. It's because he had it in him. It's for him to either change or something. The same way goes with me. I always try yeah. to improve. And then I always tell my girlfriend, hey, maybe I'm doing this. I overreact. I feel all nervous because that's how I was brought up. People always ask me, why do you eat so fast? My brother always jokes with me. It's like, why in the hell do you eat so fast? You eat like somebody's going to steal your food. Well, guess what? When I was little, my mom will say, if you don't finish your food in five minutes, I'm going to leave you. Yeah. To this day, I eat like somebody's going to steal my food. Oh, man. But when I hear stories like that, it's absolutely terrifying. Like, just because I remember like 10 episodes back when we talked about how I accidentally made my son be afraid of of, uh, of windows. Right. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> so when we'd do a thing where like I'd pretend to run towards a window and then stop last minute and then he would find it hilarious and then basically he he started closing his eyes before like he was he was laughing when he was doing it, but he was still like closing his eyes. You could tell that it was causing some trauma. So like that that side of it and obviously not to belittle what you went through, because that sounds like horrific and those sorts of seeds like they do grow into anxiety when people grow up like they, they just do. Um, you know, I think that I think that's probably where it comes from. I think we probably have and I think everyone does that that's either been through trauma or has abandonment issues or, you know, has anything uh, emotionally challenging that they have to deal with from when they were younger, which, you know, that's like 90, 100 percent of the population at that point. Um, you know, like we all have to deal with stuff it's how we choose to deal with it like you said which is important um and i think sometimes you know not coming to terms with what happens is is as damaging like the fact that you can talk about it jose is is absolutely amazing um and the fact that you can reflect on it and it it, it shows to me that you're kind of you know i think these sorts of things you never really get over them you just become comfortable with them like they become part of your character and you figure out coping mechanisms for it. I mean, do you think that that's kind of true in your case as well? Where like you've rather than necessarily, you know, coming to terms with it, it's well, you've have come to terms with it. It's more like you've figured out ways 
to turn it into a not necessarily a positive, but figure out the ways where it gives you energy and gives you focus and gives you purpose rather than necessarily taking it away. Well, let me put it this way. I was talking to a friend of mine and he was, uh, he's struggling with uh, things. And I always tell people, hey, um, you have to, if you know that you're struggling with something, I'm not saying it's easy. It's probably the hardest thing you will ever do too, to like either battle alcoholism, drugs, or it could be anything, right? You work too much, mm-hmm. you know, you watch TV too much, uh, you have sex too much, whatever it is, you know? Um, you have to do it not for somebody else. You had to do mm. it for you. So you had to say and be like, hey, I want to be a better person. How do I do that, right? And then the first thing that I realized was that, hey, my dad and my mom are not giving me any alcohol. I'm the one who's buying it, I'm the one who's drinking it, and I'm the one who is, you know, putting his life down the drain. So mm. first of all, let me make a change there. And I said, hey, let me change here. And it was not easy. It took me two years. But then what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, you had to understand, hopefully, that you do things because something happened to you or something. You had to understand it and make sure that Either somebody did something to you or because how you were raised, you have to not continue that path, right? At some point, you had to, you know, like change or do, you know, better. But you had to change because you want to change. You want to become a better person. You want to say, hey, I'm doing something bad here. And it could be in anything, you know, at work, you could be doing something bad and then you get fired and then you had to go back and be like, all right, what do I need to change? for that not to happen again. Yeah. I mean, simple things. And about parenting, you know, still the, uh, it's, it's a learning curve every single day because as most of us or whatever people, whoever is listening and depending on the age of their kids, they know that we could also do our best and still not succeed. Yeah. You know, we don't know whether our kids have a gene or there's have something in their brain that is going to pop later on and they become another person. They become some mentally ill or, or, you know, knock on wood, something happens to them at school or something happens to them. You know, we could also do so much, right? Like I, I was talking to somebody be like, I'm just going to try my best. But also, he told me, he's like, make sure that you understand that sometimes something could happen that is out of your reach and it has nothing to do with you. And it happened, right? Like he could be at school and break a leg or like my son yeah. is coming back with like, hey, this little kid is saying bad words. Well, the only thing you could do is like make sure you don't do it. Right. And you kind of tell yeah. him and like we don't say bad words because we don't know what's happening with that kid at his house. But guess what, my son? You are not going to do that. And one thing I tell my son all the time, because he's so nosy and he's looking at everything. <laughs> it doesn't matter what anybody's doing. It just matters what you are doing. It doesn't matter what everybody's doing. Just pay attention to what you're doing. Concentrate on what you're doing. Yeah, because that's what you have control of, right? Yeah. You can't control anyone else. It totally makes sense. Yeah. I feel I feel cleansed, dude. I feel happy. Uh, this is good. <laughs> How long have we been going? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think we're going to post this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit too serious. But you know what? It's, it's something that I'm glad we came back to it because, you know, that's what we started the whole situation for, right? Totally, totally. And I think it's important. Like it's, you know, it's it's baked into the DNA of the podcast. It's baked into the DNA of us as well. Um, I like that the whole reason why I do this is just to, you know, it's so that when kind of when my son gets older and he discovers this thing, uh, that he can kind of listen to it when he's expecting a kid or when he's, you know, found a, a woman or a guy or whatever and, a, and are having kids like, you know, and that would be really, really interesting. 
Um, and that, that's one extra listener as well. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Like we, we're trying to get our kids to listen. <laughs> so we'll get that SoundCloud listens up by at least one in about 10 years time or 20 years time or whatever. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, when are you <laughs> going to record your song and start putting him to work or something? <laughs> not for a while, not for a while. No, but yeah, you. I mean, we could totally, I he's getting to the point now where he can properly, not necessarily sing, but like if you sing, let's say Twinkle Twinkle Little Star to him or something, he will like find certain words that he can say and then he'll say, an approximation of that word. Uh, so it's pretty cute. And Did we, we talk get about to count as well. what was his uh, first word? Uh, I think me and my wife decided it was like, I think we officially decided it was dad, but I... <laughs> officially that, decided? You guys had a meeting and be like, hey, welcome to this meeting. Well, uh, it's got like, it's got connotations to it, which is not Six months old son and yeah. wife uh, have brought you guys here for you guys to sign this paper saying that at some point, he said dad He's and dad, his but... first words from now on we will tell everybody that we agreed that his first words were dad yeah it was dad or cat which kind of tells you everything that you need to know really um but yeah uh my son's first yeah. words were awa awa huh. yeah which is what is in like an hour or like uh, the the manufacturer of Awa's water. iPhones. Ah, okay. Oh yeah, of course, because you, you yeah, yeah, yeah. We're bilingual. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. I I'm definitely not. <laughs> well, you have proper. My my girlfriend was listening to well saw the YouTube video and she's like, "What is posh?" And I posh is fancy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I said, yeah. "Oh, that means fa uh, fancy in Britain." <laughs> it's true so i i mean this podcast is educational as well i mean it's, it's great it's, it's a cultural education well before we turn the the wheels do you have any any advice any you know last words for anybody that is listening and is struggling or not struggling or not really coping with you know a loss or they're feeling that because they didn't have a father figure, now they're tr struggling to be one. I would say my biggest advice, and it's my biggest advice in life, and everyone's always different, right? But uh, finding someone to talk to about it, like not a therapist or anything like that, but like a friend, someone that you've known for a long time, a family member, um, you know, a cousin, whatever like anyone that you can find who you know that you trust uh because i think a lot of the times getting things off your chest helps it by verbalizing it it turns it into a different thing within your brain um and it can get the creative juices kind of flowing to solve that problem that you're having so yeah my advice would always be talk about it um i <laughs> i have uh there are people in my life that absolutely hate talking about their problems and it doesn't help them whatsoever so if you're one of those people that's totally okay but just try it trying to verbalize your problems uh and talking to someone who, who you trust and who you value their opinion as well um or even just someone who just you know didn't just can listen it it for me it helps massively whenever i'm having like problems of confidence or problems of anxiety about a certain thing or whatever. Yeah, that would be my advice. Mine will be that, one, we're, we are not perfect. Andy, for sure, is not perfect. Hells no. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I have made a lot of mistakes, but I'm not afraid of making mistakes. But what you have to know is that you have to grow and try not to make the same mistakes. We are not perfect. You could change. If this short watermelon was able to change turn his life around so can you and the thing is like don't ever do or change your life for somebody else do it because you love yourself and you want to be a better person for the ones that you love amen to that right your majesty are you ready hey are you ready for this are you hanging on the edge of your seat i need a break are you ready hey are you ready for this are you hanging on the edge of your seat i need a break are you ready hey are you ready for this are you hanging on the edge of your seat I need a break uh. Out of the doorway The bullets rip Repeat 
to the sound of the beat. We have a little segment called Andy's Jokes. And it's basically Andy telling us a good joke or a bad joke. <laughs> it's up to you to decide whether it's a good joke or a bad joke. And you could be part of Andy's jokes by sending us an email at hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. Last podcast, Andy did a great job. Such a great job that I decided to put the little segment on YouTube so people could see it. And my son loved hearing himself. So if you guys have a joke for Andy to tell, because I'm pretty sure they're better than his. You can send us an email at hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. And don't be shy, guys. Come on by. Send us some money so Andy could stop saying some jokes. What I'll do, here's your majesty, Andy, with his jokes. This is very posh music. What is posh? <laughs> it's fancy. <clears throat> Listen to jokes. I'm sure this like cleanses my pronunciation when I hear this music in the background. It's, it's very good. Uh, right, okay. <clears throat> Just one joke this week, guys. Only one. Uh, 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 we can do two. We can do two. All right, all right. First one. <clears throat> I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. There we go. Second joke. This is better. Trust me. This is better. It's a bit more of an audio joke, though. So let's see if it works. Right. Jose, what do you call someone with no body and no nose? <laughs> you want me to kill it? Yeah, kill it. Dude, do it, do it, do it. Nobody knows. Yay. Awesome. Nailed it. Three on a row. Fuck, dude, three in a row, really? Wow. Can you repeat it again for those who yes. <clears throat> are a little too posh for this? What do you call someone with no body and no nose? Nobody knows! <laughs> Nailed it. And you can be part of Andy's jokes by sending us an email at hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. And as you can see, anybody could be a participant of this wonderful segment. And this is for my son. Andy, do you like peanut butter? Oh, yes, honey. Three in a row, man. Got to raise my game, son. I'll do that next week. You yes, wait. son. Yeah, got some new shit. It'll be good. And by the way, we always forgot, and I was going to bring it in like a halfway, that we are sponsors by Doggy Dogs. If you want to groom your dog and lock those prices, you could send an email to doggylocks at yahoo.com. That is doggylocks at yahoo.com. They also have an Instagram where you guys could go check him out, say that Andy and this wonderful host of yours, his name is Jose, Jose de la Roca, sent you. Go check him out on Instagram at doggylocks, at doggylocks. And don't forget, guys, go groom your dogs and lock those prices. How's, um, so you're going to, you you are two for two too. Then you were supposed to bring doggy dogs, and now you're saying that you're going to bring your wonderful friend. Who's going to come first? He's ever available. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the case, right? What am I? You know, doggy locks is a uh, business is doing really well in uh, South Hampshire, uh, around the Portsmouth and Southampton area, uh, and Winchester. Uh, they're doing really well. So yeah. Um, Hopefully they their business slows down a bit and they'll come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. She just posted a picture of a little dog, so she's getting better at Instagram. Yeah, she's doing really well. 
she's uh, uh, basically full disclosure. It's my sister. Um, but yeah, she's doing amazing stuff. Uh, she essentially gave up working for like a, a chain called a pet store. Um, can't remember what they're called. Uh, and then started basically doing it herself. Uh, so yeah, she's doing well. She's I doing mean, good. that's how. And by the way, yeah, we're not going to do this on YouTube because I don't know where that thing went. <laughs> what? 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 Oh, we had to go away. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I was just thinking. I'm like, where can I stop it? And I'm like, boom, there it is. No, I don't know where it is. Anyways, that'll be for next week. Uh, that gives me a chance to shave and, and clean and, and dress up and stuff. Oh yeah, might even wear a suit. Before we go, do you have anything to say? Do you want to say hello, goodbye, follow me anywhere? Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Gaming Goodness. That's G A M I N G G O O D N E S S. Um, I'm hoping that my wife will listen to this one uh, because she's out of the country at the moment. So that could be really interesting. Uh, but yeah, just massive shout out to everyone that listens to the podcast. Um, uh, thank you so much. We really enjoy doing it. Uh, and then, yeah, if you could share it with a few of your friends, anyone that's having troubles or whatever, uh, yeah. Um, Send us an email. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You're not alone, guys. That would be another good podcast. The name of the podcast will be How to Deal with Two Guys Who Didn't Have a Dad Growing Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking You're Not Alone would be like an alien podcast or something. We can uh, we can set that up as well. Because I don't, I don't know how she puts up with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I was farting so much. I was like, wow. Like the the F word comes out of your mouth. Like I I swear it must be your top five parts. <laughs> like I it's all we talk about, dude. There you go. What I was going to say, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at that without a dad at that without a dad and on Twitter too at that without a dad. Now I remember what I was going to say. Have you see what I'm doing now on Twitter? <laughs> I <laughs> no. So, what are you doing on Twitter? You don't. I thought because so I'm promoting our podcast, right? But every time I promote it and I get a um, the share link from SoundCloud, it says right there, "Have you heard the new podcast from At Dad Without a Dad?" But uh, instead of doing that, I put At Gaming Goodness. So you should have like a notification every time I post it, and I go every other day and I post like twenty of those. So I was thinking one day, I was like, Andy must have like 20, 30 notifications at least twice a day. I mean, uh, one time every two days, but you haven't I said anything. I don't, though. Because I I'm always, I, I saw, I'm I always tagging sure. you. I'm always tagging yeah. you to every reply that I do. Have you listened to this wonderful podcast by At Gaming Goodness? <laughs> no. I'm gonna check it. I'm gonna, I I I remember seeing it once, and then I shared it or liked it, and then I didn't see it after that. That's okay. weird. Yeah. Well, we always want to give a shout out. Oh, especially now to Will. He said hello to me through Facebook, and I replied like a week later because I don't check <laughs> Facebook. And he was saying that we were doing a really good job. The one especially the podcast that I did by myself and Andy still hasn't listened to. And then the one that you and I did right after you came from your, you know, two-month Gamescom trip. Gamescom stuff, yeah. yeah. So shout-out to Will. He's always sharing it, posting it. So don't be shy, guys. Also share and post, repost this podcast because we need your support to keep going. I mean, we want to be popular. I mean, especially Andy. Look at those looks. <laughs> I feel insulted. <laughs> well, you had the best hair and I have the best beard. And by the way, you like my shirt? Yeah. Yeah. I recently just got into the Sony gaming systems. I got a PS4 and I'm loving it, especially Ratchet and Clank. And I'm going to start playing Spider-Man. I'm loving my new PS4. Don't be shy, guys. Come and say hi. Send us an email at hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. 
And remember that Andy has 11 fingers and he hates cats. Until next time. <laughs> ah, you guys have been listening to the How to Be a Dad Without a Dad podcast. It's been a pleasure. Andy, yep. why do you hate cats? I got a cat right here. <laughs>